0: Maybe a couple of times I've come here and talked about um, pulling weeds. Does anybody remember that? Um, That in order to be effective in pulling weeds, it's best to choose the right conditions. Like if it's too dry, they'll break off. And I think of that as the, the circumstances being um, barren or inhospitable, um, and then if it's too wet, you end up pulling up a lot of the good soil with the weeds, and it, it's awfully hard to get all of that mud off of the map into the ground. Um, but you also have to use just the right touch if you're pulling them by hand. I mean, you can till things and maybe get a lot of stuff out. But when you're, when you're doing things uh, manually, when you're pulling a weed, and if you've done it before, I know you know this, you have to sense when it's ready to let go. You have to put just the right amount of pressure on it, kind of asking it to let go as you go along, and then the roots will come with it. And if you rush it, it's gonna break off. Well, I was in a meeting the other day, and someone had taken a garden metaphor about weeds and just built all kinds of analogies to the weeds and you know, it's real easy for me to add to that. Um, and when I think of justice, I think of uh, you know, trying to make conditions most conducive to justice. Um, how to behave in unjust circumstances requires of us that we have done an awful lot of gardening on our own ahead of time. Um, personal gardening and, and, and maybe community uh, tending. But to keep something in good shape, to keep any kind of garden, it takes continuous effort. It's not something that's done once and it's done for good. Um, And to have a just community requires continuous tending by all of its members. Now, there are ways that we can uh, accommodate or make up for, maybe, people who aren't capable of being there yet. But the essence of growth is always a willingness to change and an unremitting willingness to shoulder whatever responsibilities go with achieving that change. Personally, my change, every action, every choice, every word is either moving toward love and compassion, unity, creativity and beauty, or toward fear and separation and animosity and exclusion and destruction. Pulling weeds has to be done repeatedly. As our former board president, Eric Furst, can testify, he's used environmentally friendly mixture to try to manage the poison ivy around this place for several years, Um, at least on the nature trail and the trafficked areas. And it's effective, but you have to keep doing it. It's not one time and it's done. So to make the environment less hostile for the passers-by who come along next, it's, it's a constant tending thing. In the literature that I've, that I've been reading and, and things that get posted by other Unitarian ministers, I see Unitarians, Unitarian Universalists as a culture being accused of giving up too easily on ourselves. It's easy for us to want to tend somebody else's garden. But because because so much of this tradition was rooted along the way on Self-realization and individuality—the work that we are being called to now—asks us to not to be asks us to be willing to give up some of that individuality and some of that uh, privilege and um, self-gratification for the sake of others' needs. The things that we might like to have but don't absolutely have to have in order to help other people with the things that they absolutely have to have. It's not comfortable. And it's done consistently. Forced gardening doesn't work. You can try to plant things where they won't grow. Um, exotic plants in, in moderate intemperate in climates. Things that require sandy soil and red clay. I mean, you have to you have to recognize the conditions. I mean, what kind of force or power will we have to affect change in a large measure if we're trying to accomplish things that that can't be done where the, where we're trying to plant. Um, if this battle of justice is about, uh, is, if the outcome is about who has the most money, we lose. If the battle is about weapons, we likely lose. The, the people who are willing to use them in immoral ways. will act before people's with a conscience. If it's it's about fitness and strength and agility and stamina, as a group culture, we're not doing great at that either. But so the way that we, even though we get better at it all the time, but the way that we expand the circles of justice is to cultivate that justice with peace. The only way that we're going to bridge the chasms is by going into places where we don't know the story and we don't need to try to be the boss. It's hard for us to let people lead when we don't agree with how they think. But if we go into another culture and the the experiences of those people and the backgrounds of the people there are totally other than our experience. The knowledge we bring is irrelevant in a whole lot of ways. Now there are certainly ideals that we can hold as our true north and be guided by our principles. But to believe that we are the saviors, that we are the only ones with answers or that our way is always best is gonna work against building bigger circles. It's going to work against us and we're going to be trying to plant weeds in soil where they don't... Plant in soil where the plants we're trying to plant don't belong. In some places, the greatest contribution we can make is to offer stepping stones. Bring materials for stepping stones because it's too marshy or it's... uh, too wet, too muddy. Um, Some places need to be a rock garden. But if we go into cultures that we don't know, if we see a weed coming up in the concrete and we pull it, you know, metaphorically, we may have just destroyed the biggest symbol of hope that was in that community. If you've ever seen... Weeds growing from concrete, you can just, or, or trees. You understand how that can be hope to somebody. And the things that we might see as a weed someplace else might be that hope. So it's important that we interact with them. Um, One of my favorite all-time movies is, it's from 1979, it starred uh, Peter Sellers and Shirley MacLaine, it was called Being There. Now in Being There, a very simple-minded fellow who has spent his entire life living inside one townhouse, uh, being the gardener for this wealthy man, uh, is forced to leave because the old man dies and the house is shut down. So for the first time ever, he's going out into the world, and he's dressed in really nice clothing, but it doesn't quite fit him. So you get the impression that he's well off, but something's just amiss. And he goes around, he tries to to find his way. He uh, carries around a remote control because everything he's learned was on television. And he tries, if something comes up that he doesn't like, he tries to turn it off. But because he sticks to talking about things that he knows deeply and using the metaphors that he understands deeply, happenstance leads him to become an advisor to a very wealthy, powerful, and well-connected man and then eventually to the president of the United States. But he always talks from what he knows deeply, intimately, to be true. I think that, in a funny way, is a model of how we can offer our truth and how we can grow our circles of justice. If we each bring the wisdom of what we most deeply understand, we become a more verdant community. So let us work together and let us go out from here all the wiser, plant peace and grow justice. Strangers need not be enemies. And from that million different centers of energy and daring, let us give birth again to the dream.